Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the chute once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the podcast. This is the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. Hey, Jana, how's it going today? Good on this nasty, rainy, yucky day after two beautiful days in Nashville. Kind of makes me cranky, but I know <laughs> April showers bring May flowers. Isn't that what they keep telling us? Well, or all the other um, weather incidences that we've been having yeah, in right? part of the country over the past couple of days. So I think that depends yeah. on where you live, too. You know, like, yes, uh, my kids still live in Chicago. And so, you know, we were 70 degrees yesterday or 68, whatever it was. And they were like 37. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cold. <laughs> yeah. Hey, today we have a guest that we are both excited about because it's a good friend for both of us. Yes. Lucy Davison um, is an amazing uh, person. And I know, Jenny, you actually have a longer history with her than I do, but I uh, do. <laughs> we are excited to have her on board today. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. So Tracy, um, you and I met through uh, mutual friends, but you have a really cool thing that you that you work, which is the NIA, uh, which stands for Network in Action, and you're the CEO of a couple of those uh, those groups. Um, do me a favor, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, let's jump into what NIA does and what it means and what it's all about. Okay, sure thing. Well, uh, Jeff, I spent my first, the, the first half of my career in public education. I was a high school Spanish teacher. I was a high school principal, um, elementary principal, director of special ed, and then finished out my career all in New York as a superintendent for like five minutes. yeah and that burned you out (laughs) that burned me out pretty quickly it sure did yes so but after 24 24 years in education and freezing my my took us off in new york state i decided it was time for a major change in life Uh, i was 45 years old um i was single i was um one of the only family members left in New York state. My daughter was having her first baby in Georgia and my mom had led the, led the way to Nashville Oh, fun! a few years prior. So um, seven years ago, I moved from central New York to Nashville and have not looked back since. Good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about Network in Action and um, why you started that and, and, and what it's all about. Give us some background. Sure. So the reason I even knew Network in Action existed is because the founder of Network in Action was a client of mine. He was looking to expand his franchise uh, territory across the U.S. and he wanted to therefore sell more franchises. Well, at the time, which was early last year, I was very good at creating online events with LinkedIn and basically you know, you come up with a topic and people willfully sign up. 
<laughs> sign up to learn about that topic. And so as I created created the event for Network in Action, I really got to learn what it was about. I also got to interview several of the other franchise owners and discovered and that, you know, this might be something I want to do because what we do is we bring business owners together once a month for um, sharing best practices, um, passing referrals, um, learning new things to help us grow in our business. And really, we develop a, a very tight community of, of our peers, almost like a mastermind of our peers. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And so how do you, how does NIA compare to, and I know a lot of people will know this, BNI. So mm-hmm. give us some of the differences there. Sure. So the, one of the things that the founder of Network in Action discovered back in a, like around 2015 is that biz, business owners are very busy and they don't necessarily have time for the weekly meetings that groups like BNI require. Um, so basically, he took all of the things that work in the high, like the most popular networking groups, including like chambers and things like that. And he sifted through what works and what people like and what people don't like. And he took all those things out and then added a few things such as, um, tech, you know, great technology and helping people publish articles, um, helping people get more five-star reviews. So he took the best of what works and kept it, took the things that people don't like, like elevator pitches and, um, got rid of those things. And we, we just, we are very efficient with our networking. So all of our members have their own profile. We have, um, yeah, member hosted profiles where people can share their, their elevator pitch that way. So we don't need to go around and do that at every meeting. That's a, it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Very cool. So Jana, you two know each other from way back. So We do. We know each other from um, some workshops that we gave, Tracy and I and another uh, person. We would give these workshops, women's workshops for women entrepreneurs, women who wanted to up their leadership game or women who wanted to make a job change. Some kind of a, you know, going from either a corporate structure to a cottage business or, you know, wanted to have more control of their time and kind of sifting that out, what that looked like. From not only um, administrative, you know, but also some of the emotion behind it, and some of the, you know, some of uh, the struggles that women deal with in balancing family and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so we actually even went to did a beach res- a beach uh, workshop about what Tracy got three years ago, four years ago. It was a blast. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. really fun, and um, yeah, so. That's how we know each other and just different women's, you know, net, same thing like NIA, women's networking, women's workshops. And we both have been in that coaching sort of, you know, sphere. So, so that's an interesting topic, though. I mean, so let's spend a minute talking about that. So, Tracy, you're doing NIA um, as a woman. Do you find it difficult at times because you're a woman? I mean, I mean, that's one of the things you two did together, right? It was support yeah. and all that stuff. So do you, do you find that it's, uh, you know, something that requires a little bit extra effort just because you are a woman or do you think that it's it's rolling along fine or are things changing finally I keep thinking they are and then I keep hearing that they're not so yeah I love that question I love that you went there Jeff um I don't think it's more difficult as a woman I think male female whatever we all have the same opportunity to to 
create the success that we want in our life. It's just a matter of, you know, those who do and those who don't. So I think network in action really lends itself well to um, me in particular being a female because I come from that education background. You know, I had to herd cats constantly as a teacher, <laughs> as a principal, as a superintendent. And, you know, it's it's uh, creating that vision together, that vision of success and a better future one by one with my members and then collectively as a group and then being organized to help people move, you know, push the, the ball down the field. Yeah, I think that sounds interesting. So uh, the, organize, the organized part is the part that probably really makes this work, I would think. And Jan, especially with some of the stuff that you do as well, yes. you know, communications coaching and stuff, I, you know, I, my hand's off to both of you guys, um, just because I think that that is part of one of the things that I feel like I'm somewhat organized, but someone I'm all over the place at times. And I, I feel like uh, that is one of the advantages of knowing both of you that are are good for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one other, just a quick point on all of that. One, one thing that really jumped out at me as a strength with network and action was very attractive is that each franchise owner brings different skill sets to, to our members. So, you know, my counterpart, for example, is very strong in the strategic business planning side of things. I'm very strong with, you know, the on the people side, DISC and building cohesive teams and, um, you know, finding your why and core values and, um, you know, all kinds of things like that. So we get to bring our unique strengths as a leader to to our group. And so do you guys ever, you said you have a, a counterpart, do you guys ever do things together so that you can supplement and go off of each other's strengths? We sure do. Yes, we we talk to each other often and collaborate. And just last week, last Monday, in fact, we had a citywide social. You were actually a, one of our attendees there, was, Jeff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that was our first citywide social. We found a really cool Mexican restaurant and we brought all of our members together so that you all can expand your networks. And uh, that's just that's just the beginning of of what we'll do together. We have lots of ideas on things to do as to what we can what else we can do. That's great. Yeah, love it. Now, Tracy, is it one of those situations where you try to find one vertical or like, yeah, one person to sort of supply <laughs> financial aid and one person to supply HR and what? Okay. So yeah. So it's that kind of a, yes. Yes. In that sense, it's similar to BNI, but uh, yeah, that's good. Yes. Yep. A non-compete situation. That's good. right. Industry exclusive for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you and have a couple of groups. Where are they at? Where are they out of Tracy? So I have a group in Sumner County, which encompasses Hendersonville, Gallatin, and surrounding uh, towns and cities. We have Donaldson, Network in Action Donaldson, which is for people who want to meet more centrally, central to Nashville. And then we have a third group in build-out phase right now in Rutherford County, which is primarily Murfreesboro and Smyrna. That's great. Yeah. Well, that, that one's actually a little closer for you, Jenna. <laughs> yes, it is. I know. Yeah, because you're, you're way down there in Franklin. Yeah. yeah. You're, way, you're way down under. Is that like I'm way down, <laughs> way downtown. Yeah. We have, a, we have a, a bank that's a very active member of, of our Nashville and Sumner County group. And, and they've had so much success in building great connections, like with you, Jeff, 
um, that they offered to help build out the third group. So it's it's really taking ground. And the goal is to have about 30 to 35 members in each group by the end of the year. Very interesting. And so the ultimate goal for you is being a franchise owner of NIA. How many groups is three all you can have? And then is it just to build them out and support the groups? Or is there other um, ideas and thoughts on where to take it? Yeah. Um, so it all depends. Um, with my franchise, I I purchased three groups. So um, as I've, I've already stated, my three groups. But but yeah, from there, um, you know, I may be looking at people within each group that I can tap on the shoulder and say, you know what, you are a, you would be a great leader for this group. How would you feel about running and recruiting this group and give them a piece of the pie? Um, or I may just yeah, I may not do that. You know, I, I'm. Right now, my sights are set on filling these three groups, and then I'll go from there. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I love it. And so what's a typical, so you meet once a month. I just want to dig a little deeper into this because I think it's good for our listeners to, to kind of understand the differences here. So we meet once a month. I'm part of one of your groups, um, but we don't just you know meet and network. We, we do all kinds of things. You've offered all kinds of ideas um, and things of that nature. Are the ideas that come up yours or is it part of what NIA offers? Um, is a combination of a provided agenda that we receive and have access to through corporate. And then we, we get the flexibility to adapt it. Right. So, so that's, yes, that's fun. That's interesting. That's fun because what's great about that Tracy to me is that, you know, it, these things are regional so you can kind of curtail them to what's going on, even, you know, in your city, as we know, we had kind of a major occurrence in Nashville last week uh, that was nationally known. So you can address different aspects of business depending on your group and what you feel is needed at the time. That's that's good. As opposed to, you know, in my opinion, as you know, Tracy, you and I have been at BNI meetings together, not to, not to diss BNI, but it is very strict as far as how the entire organization is run. You know, there's not there's not a lot of movement for for change or, or to kind of address specific issues, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. Yes. Uh, and, and you know, we are here to support groups like BNI and the Chamber. And yes. there yeah. have been many people who have wanted to join NIA and they're just they're just not. Uh, maybe it's a timing thing or maybe mm-hmm. their industry or their their profession is just better suited for for something other than. NIA. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot in the last year about who is the perfect ideal member for for NIA and who's mm-hmm. not. And really, I'm looking for people who have who are achievers. You know, mm-hmm. I was going to say, so who's the perfect member? You got to give me that now if you've learned that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So first of all, um, you you are a business owner who has been in business for three years or more. So, and that's important because you've made it past the point where mm-hmm. most businesses, if they're not going to succeed, they've already had to fold. Right. Um, the other reason why that's important is you probably, hopefully, have some systems and processes in place with your business where you can commit to a once a month, 90 minute meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the third reason, yeah. <laughs> and so then, you, right. well, and the third reason is also, also has to do with what I just said a little while ago about being an achiever. You know, are you a bootstrapping business owner that hasn't uh, accomplished much yet? Which, yeah, hey, no offense, we all start out somewhere. <laughs> but what have you done, you know, and what, what other membership, what, what do you bring to the table? Because we want it to be a mutually beneficial 
partnership when you when you join our group. Got it. Love it. And do you yeah, guys do you guys do anything that um, kind of is a, a public outreach? You know, um, donate time to nonprofits or something of that nature. Is that part of it too? Yes. Yes, it is. In fact, we'll be talking more about that at our upcoming meeting in April. Um, where yes, so it is a requirement that we give back to a charity or a community group. And I, I think people need to have maybe a few options because we all have different things that we care about. So rather than kind of pigeonholing everyone into the same cause, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to have a couple options there. That's great. I love it. Yeah, I think that's really important, too, because everybody has a different feed that they, you know, I was telling Jeff, I just uh, got back from the Vanderbilt Children's hospital luncheon, like 800 people there. So that seems like a lot of people for a fundraiser, but that's their main fundraiser that they do every year. And it's really, you know, there's a lot, there were a lot of different organizations and types of businesses. there, small, large, corporate, everything. But again, it kind of depends on what your passion is. You know, there's families involved in all of that. So I think that's really great that you allow for a variation of charities involved or, you know, what your passion is. So that's good. Yeah, yeah thank you. Agree. Hey, so um, before we get too far down the road here and our time is up, um, I want to talk a little bit about your LinkedIn outreach that you do for marketing, which is a really cool thing. And you've been very successful with that. You've helped me actually with one of our, um, our uh, uh, what do you call it, webinars. And actually, mm-hmm. Janet was on that one. And we did very well with that one. Um, but talk to us about that. What 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 have you learned? How how do how is what you do so special? Well, thank you. Um, So I learned what I know from someone who is on the LinkedIn Advisory Council. He's a good friend here in Nashville, and he prefers to kind of be behind the scenes. And I love more of the coaching aspect. So he's more like, I'm going to tell you what to do, and then you just go do it or not. And I'm more like, I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to help (laughs) you do it too. (laughs) So um, I guess I would break it down into three things with LinkedIn. The first thing is optimizing your LinkedIn profile. And what that really means is being clear about who you are, who you serve, who you help. So, you know, your messaging, your, the words that you use, your headline, um, your banner, uh, your about section. Um, so, you know, doing all the things to optimize your LinkedIn profile, you get to choose how people are going to know you. Are they going to know you as Jeff, the podcaster, Jeff, the coach, Jeff, the trainer, um, mm-hmm. you know, or, or so, yes, all that mess, <laughs> or all of that, or all of the above. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And if that's the case, then how will you communicate that clearly? So when people can look at your profile and say, yes, okay, I, I Jana voice coach. Okay. Got it. Communication coach. You know, then, you know, you've done a great job mm-hmm. at communicating who you are on LinkedIn. So Number one, optimize your LinkedIn profile. Step two, you've got to have what's called a connection strategy because the whole purpose of LinkedIn is to engage and build relationships. So a a good connection strategy, a lot of people don't know this, but we can all send out up to 100 invites to connect every single week. Right. Now, it should take you two hours to do that, although you can get it done in 30 minutes, but you have to know these little nuances with LinkedIn. If you go too fast, LinkedIn might shut your your profile down thinking you're using a bot or automations. But so just two years ago, I had 
only like 500 connections on LinkedIn. And now I think I'm at like 5,300. And it's because it's, it's a combination of two things, three things, having the profile optimized, which has been a work in progress Mm -hmm. and don't, don't feel bad if you need to keep doing that. That's part of the journey. Number two, having a connection strategy. So inviting up to a hundred of your ideal clients to connect with you every week. You don't have to invite a hundred. You can invite 25 or pick a number that that's, that works for you. Just be consistent about that. And number three, um, if you're if you have a product or a service where you can show people about it and help them get some results on a webinar like a 30 minute webinar or you know people, i don't think people want to be on an hour long webinar too much anymore yeah unless it's really really good and they don't yet know and like and trust you so it's hard to get people to stick with you for an hour but these are called linkedin events so you can create a linkedin event which is what we did for you jeff um, and you can invite up to a thousand people every single week wow. to your event. So when I do an event for someone, I'm I'm inviting on average ten thousand people to an event to an event, and that will result in anywhere from a hundred to fifteen hundred people registering for it, depending on the topic. So it's a numbers so, game in that case, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great tool. It's absolutely free. You do not need to have the paid version of LinkedIn. I think as you know, business owners, you're looking mm-hmm. for ways to save money. You don't need to waste money on a paid version of LinkedIn. It's a great free tool to build your business. Love it. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and so some of the stuff, Janet, we, we actually have to get another webinar going here because we're we're behind on that. Because we, we had a couple, we, we have a good network of people that we work with. Yes. Um, from a coaching standpoint, and you know, like we have an HR person, and we have a printing person, and we have Janet, of course, does communications, and we have a SEO person, we have a recruiting person, um, mm-hmm. I have an overall network person with you, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I, I was actually talking about you this morning. I said, you know, the person when you say I got I know a guy. Well, mine is I know a girl that knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, I've so. been very, I've been very uh lucky and blessed to um have met so many wonderful people in Nashville since I moved here. And uh and and that wouldn't have happened if people weren't, you know, saying, Hey, Tracy, you've got to meet this, but like making mm-hmm. those introductions. And, and I just love doing that for people. And it's when you really listen to someone and you're really listening to them and you're, you just, you're just soaking it all in and you're not thinking about the next thing you're going to say, or the next thing you want to talk about when you're really being present in the moment, I think that's what allows us to, to really connect the dots like, oh, okay, they need this resource or this mm-hmm. person. Well, and I will say, though, Tracy, you have a gift for that. Having coached and worked with thousands and thousands of people, as I have, and Jeff, too, that is kind of your sweet spot. That's your passion. You do listen very, very well, and you do connect people very, very well. And and I believe that that's a talent and a gift. It's not something that people, it, it's not a skill set that people are as easily to, as easy to adapt as we think, because it's a big part of what I talk about in communication. You've got to you've got to listen and absorb the energy of the person before you can converse back and make a connection. And that's a tough thing for a lot of people as we 
have moved so quickly in business and we get barraged with so much information so quickly now. This is a lot of what I talk about in my in my lunch and learns and things is we have to slow down and really listen to each other because that's where you gain the connection and the knowledge and the, hey, this is who I need to connect this person with and this will help this person. But I believe you're, you know, you're kind of rock star at it than a lot of other people. I do. Yeah. I, I, thank I, you so much. Yeah, I agree with that just because, you know, as a, as a coach, I, I am always telling my people, listen to what's coming out of the other person's mm-hmm. first before you react. And everyone, you know, I always say it's, it's much like when you get a, in a spat or a, a fight with your, with your spouse, you immediately are recoiling because you know what you want to say and not giving them a chance to just say what they need to say. Um, and so, you know, I always Got to eat my own dog food, as they say. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly it. And same with me. I think where I had to learn it is because being a voice teacher, you know, a singing teacher, like you can't jump in until after you hear yeah. the product or you hear what's coming out of their face when it comes to a singing voice. Like you got to really listen to go, okay, well, you need to use this. The muscles need to do this. You know, we're talking about literally kind of reconstructing the, the muscles used when you're yeah. talking about strengthening a singing voice. So I think that's, but I agree. I'm not, uh, I'm not always good at it either in a yeah. speaking situation, you know, when we're communicating. So. Yeah, I know. We have a tendency yeah. when we do these podcasts to, to both want to say something at the same time. It's like. <laughs> I know that yeah. is the battle of the extrovert. As we I know. Call. Right. <laughs> hey, Tracy, thanks so much for doing this today. We're so excited that you were able to be on the show. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Okay, there are three ways that people can get in touch with me, Jeff. The first is uh, just call or text. My number is 315-212-8187. Second way is to email me, and my email is tracydavison at networkinaction.com. And that's Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y. Davison does not have a D in the middle, D-A-V-I-S-O-N. I'm not that cool. Tracy Davison at networkinaction.com. And then the third way just to learn more is to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Tracy Davison. Awesome, Tracy. Thanks so much. And to all our friends out there, continue to listen. We love you. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, Until the next time, stay safe and be healthy.